Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sith Council. Doing the rewatch today. It's Rogue One. And we have been watching these, rewatching these episodes of Star Wars, uh, starting as they were supposed to come out in the timeline. We are up to uh, Rogue One. Excited to talk about this one with Mike Kalinowski and Steph Sabra. What we do, obviously, with the rewatch and go over our thoughts or the new things that we picked up, but we also try to relate them to the upcoming shows and uh, how they're going to relate at all. And obviously, this one. More so than any, I think, will will play into Andor, if it doesn't, considering Andor's in the freaking movie. But we'll get into all of that more. And before that, we get into it, I also wanted to let you guys know, if you didn't know this already, coming up on October 8th and October 9th, Mark Ellis and myself are going to be at the New York Comedy Club. Mark will be there on the 7th as well. You can get tickets at markellis.live. It's the first 20-some-odd-minute uh, set that I'm doing in New York in, in quite a while. So please come check it out. And then October 9th, we're having a massive, massive um, show. And it's going. And I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for everybody. You're going to find out tonight if you watch the pay-per-view between Irwin and McKee who's going to be playing Chance Ellison for the title. So go and check that out. Um, okay. And even one more thing before we even do that. My first set in Los Angeles, I wasn't even expecting to do this, but my first set in Los Angeles is going to be in September 26th. Day after Mike Kalinowski plays uh, Amaru Moses at the Scummy Villainy Cantina, I'm going to be at Flappers in Burbank. So uh, with Mark Ellis, again, Jamie Costa, Justine Marino, um, and it's presented by Jake Lewis. So please go and check that out. You can get links in the description here below. Okay, but today is all about Sith Council. Let's do it. Gosh darn it. That's great. You know what? I'm leaving it. I'm going to leave it. I am gonna leave it. Yeah. I'm gonna leave it. I'm leaving it just like that. And here we go. Getting Charles Destefano's song for God's sake. Gives you focus, makes you stronger. Welcome back to the Charles Destefano Seth <laughs> Sith Council show. Seth Council. Time to do a autocorrect to get stupid Seth Council. Just do a. Might as well do a whole show on all the Seths. Seth Green, Seth Meyers, Seth Rogan. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Sith Council. Joining me, as always, is this lovely lady. Look at us. Look at Steph Sabra. Hello. For the audio listeners, it's the Darth Sabra herself. Happy to be here. Dating. I am one with the Force. The Force is with me. A dating master. As we call <laughs> and, uh, Just a Jedi with love. And then there he is. Here I am. The inner geek and champion of the world. Mike oh, I have a lot of questions for you, man. Because for this of, movie, yeah, just like names and stuff. All right, and, let's and let's see what I got here. Because um, I'm no level with the Star Wars. Guys, here you go. Uh, for 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 two points. All right. Here what we is go. the name of the actress who plays Mon Mothma in Rogue One? Uh, it's not the girl. Well, yeah, is it the same actress from from Attack of the Clones? I think it's Genevieve O'Reilly. Yes. And so here's a question for you because they ask how many appearances Mon Mothma in the Star Wars series. Star Wars I, series. I say three because she does appear in Revenge of the Sith. She doesn't speak. In the, in, well, but there, she, she's she, in there. She appears in a deleted scene for sure. I mean, I, she I, speaks I think, in a deleted yeah, scene. Yeah, she speaks in a deleted scene, but I think we see her at least once. Like, it's in passing, and she's in there, though. Yeah. It's a tough one. That's one of those ones I'm like, oh, here we go with the challenge. Not sure. I, but yeah, I, Genevieve O'Reilly. Well, Rogue One. Let's get into this uh, movie. Let's and, get into and, it. And, and we, well, you guys wouldn't know, because we're just, but we started a little late. Here today because I was watching the end of the um, was watching the end of this movie mm -hmm. and I started watching it last night. This movie is awesome. It is, it is hands down always. the best Star Wars movie to come out of the Disney era. Yeah, I, I didn't always feel that way. Really? Um, no, I didn't. Um, I not. I, I always liked it. Yeah. I just never really. It, it's to me. I think that's it, it's it's such a blanket statement to say this feels the most Star Wars. Like, but to who? To me, it feels like yeah. the most like Star Wars out of the thing that I fell in love with when I when I was a kid, right? Okay. So, like, for example, Steph and other people fell in love with Star Wars through the prequels, right? Yeah. So, to them, Star Wars is is very different. So, I think it's I think it's silly and, and not fair to say, well, this is the most Star Wars of it all. To me, it is. To you. Um, and it also think the reason why I like the Mandalorian the way that I like the Mandalorian it sinks up into that feel of what I fell in yeah. love with. The apology that I'd like to give on this show, doing this oh. this right away, is to Michael Giacchino. For years, I have talked about how I have not liked this score. Years. Yeah. And I still don't like when... Um, when what when Ben Mendelsohn show, when Krennic shows up to Vader and yeah. Mustafar is like 
it's so dramatic and it's it's still jarring to me and I still don't like it but yeah. the overall score in general for the amount of time that he had to work Four on that with the tie he's had many times it's yeah. really good and his, his Jin's theme is great it's really good yeah. there's a lot That's of stuff the, yeah I don't and there let's I'm going to talk about the things real quick that I don't like and there's not a lot of it okay. um, but the things Borg gullet. <laughs> Borg gullet. I'm never gonna like. It's stupid. There's no reason for it. You don't like the Borg gullet, or you don't like Saw Gerrera with the Borg gullet. I don't like the <laughs> Borg gullet. It's a big stupid octopus running around. Like for for what? It's like Borg gullet will know if you're telling the truth. And it's like any. But you don't. And you never see the Borg gullet ever again. He just kind of yeah. flops it. It's like the freaking octopus in Popeye. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it's so stupid. And I I hate that dumb thing. And the other thing that really is is dumb is the font that they use in the it's the like, it's like an iMovie font in the beginning <laughs> when they open up for Rogue One. I'm super critical of fonts too. It's so bad. God, I didn't even notice it. Now it's, I didn't even think about well, it. Watch it when you watch it again. The the opening like it's jarring at first, and it's so clear that we want to get it. Same thing with Solo. We want to yeah. get, get away with the opening uh, crawl, yeah. and then they just boom Rogue One, and it's got this. <laughs> I movie rogue, rogue one thing. I'm like, well, that's not good. But the opening's great. The opening of the film is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. so that's really th there's not much other than that. Considering yeah. all of the problems that this movie had on <sighs> set, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like Solo, like in the sense that I want to see, like with Solo, you see the, the 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 puzzle pieces, yeah, trying not to fit and some fit, in, but this you don't see it. You know, no, you I don't tell. see. Tony I don't. Gilroy came in and just like so like a I surgeon. Yes, yeah, yeah, I don't see it. what there was no no actor was giving two different performances at any time right. in the show. Right. So if you didn't know that there were problems, right. you probably if you couldn't had figure no it. idea. I would have never known. Right. right. And I think the only thing that I would ever thought was like, oh, the trailers. We saw a lot different things in the trailers. Right. That's and, that's exactly. And right. I Invader will say, stuff. I remember there was much more feeling of it being a a World War Two movie. This, you, don't, you don't think it feels I like do, that at the end? The, I end, do. the end is, I mean, I still man. remember there was a there was one cast shot of all of them in the hangar. Yeah. And it just looked like, it looked like the Dirty Dozen, the bat, like, the it looked like, I was going to say the Bad Batch, but that's inspired by the Dirty Dozen. It right. looked like the Dirty Dozen, like, I, I'm trying to. From stuff that you got in the trailer, you're saying. Yeah. It, well, but, let me, you know but what? But again, it, it worked. this is one of my favorite Star Wars films, hands down, so well, it doesn't well, bother me. But well, it was when, just a, when Steph and you, when you guys came in, I said um, that it just feels like a straight up war film. The la the, the end of it, the music, the tone, the, the emotion. You care about these characters yeah. so much. Yeah. I care. Like when someone crapped out, I cared. And still, after knowing what was going to happen to them, I cared. Yeah, so. I loved. I, I'm the. This is perhaps my favorite ensemble cast in yeah. terms of the number of cast members and also just shout out to the diversity that's not forced at all and it makes so much sense yeah. and it only benefits the film but I really think it was I get what you mean by the most Star Wars type of movie for me because it encapsulated war and like the gray area between you know the rebels doing things that they that aren't right but yep. that they, they kind of felt like they had to do and then with the Empire and then I feel like the action sequences were from start to finish so good like yeah. there was not a moment of boredom the only thing with like the octopus tentacles i feel like we could have spent more time Bo on Gullet. riz ahmed's character yeah. <laughs> that was the most dramatic acting in star wars yeah, i think well, saw so, character oh, right. you know you know what's funny speaking of what we have talked about and how we relate to the this movie to any of the shows that we watched um and even video games at this point because Watching this this time around and knowing that there's been more with Saw Gerrera, because at the time yeah. in 2016 when this came out, the most reference I had with Saw Gerrera was The Clone Wars, right? Right. So, and uh, w since then, he's had episodes in Rebels. There's a great arc in the in the new G in Fallen Order that yeah, came out he, that he pops big, big up. Big character now. Yeah, and he's a big character, and there's so much. You see the decay of his mind um, throughout... Leading up to leading up to Rogue, Rogue One. One and where what he's yeah. been through and the kind of the you know it's with his sister and everything everything yeah. is so much pain they even say it that he was he was all for the rebellion yeah. and then he just went super rogue you know uh, I guess pun intended there but like it, it just was um watching that scene so knowing the the lunacy because even even the beginning there's stuff that in the trailer that I sh they shot more with with Saw right and well his wig and everything he had everything. a different look he had a much different look so. When they get to the point where he's older and he finds Jim, because I thought it was, are you here to 
kill me. Yeah. And it's like all all of that. It actually work. It works for me. I, I right. I didn't mind how over no, the top it didn't bother was. me because he's a lunatic. Yeah, yeah, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. It was it was because it was just very dramatic. That's yes. what you see when you look at over it. The top. But you understand like again, that's another gray area of war. Yeah. Like you're gonna have right. people that go into yes. those sectors of extremism so that matches in that sense, but the breathing thing kind of like took me out for a second. But Sakurera was supposed to be I think he was the first from animated to live action adapted character. So when I when I remember mm-hmm. is that they want they had a they had a character in Rogue One that was originally? Yeah, whatever the character, I can't remember the, what, if, it, if it had a name or whatever it was, but they, they talked to Pablo Hidalgo, who was like, we have a character that's similar like this. It's already appeared, and oh, it okay. could be Saw Gerrera. So they did the research on it. They said, yeah, this, this makes sense. Let's put Saw Gerrera in there. And, and then they had, they had this, this um, and that, that I remember being very excited, and I think that it got a lot of the fan base excited that they were doing this. Because remember, this is and uh, post, uh, or excuse me, pre-Last Jedi, right? So at, yep. the, at the time, the... the um, the Star Wars community was still pretty locked in together uh, in unison. There wasn't, there weren't, two, no, it there was, weren't two sides. Uh, it, everyone was pretty happy with Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. I at, love at, Force Awakens. Yeah, and even if, but even if the people who didn't, it wasn't like that 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 thing of like you know like I always equate it, to me when people talk about the Last Jedi, it's like it's like there's there's right wing politics and left wing politics. What side are you on? That's yeah. what it feels like with Last Jedi. Yeah, it's serious. In in Star in Force Awakens was like I either don't I either like it or I don't like it. Like mm-hmm. normal. Movie I think the stuff. biggest criticism in Force Awakens was it's too much like the original. That's right. There, there, I mean that that was and that fair was point. That, absolutely, and that there was a lot of that. But this movie, I thought. Then it was the second movie in the Disney era, yeah. and it was something that people were very excited about because it was like, what happened? How did they get the right. Death Star plans? Because we always, as kids, we saw that in, in the opening crawl. It was like, it was, the Rebel spies have gotten the, the Death Star plans, yeah. and it's like, okay, well, how did that happen? We know they're not going to make it out, but the question is, what is their journey like on the way? And I thought the way that they did it, and what I will reference is um, one of the best, I think, canon books to come out in that time was James Lucino's Catalyst. Which is all about Galen Erso and Krennic coming up through this time at Coruscant. You do see Coruscant like briefly in this in like a flashback, um, but it means a lot more if you read this book when that opening scene and knowing everything that both Krennic and Erso and it's a canon book that they've gone through. Yeah. And and Lyra has never liked Krennic, and they've yeah. always had this beef. And the fact it's a great line or delivery i should say by ben mendelson when in the beginning of that that opening scene when he's just like because uh, um urso tells him that, that lira is dead and he's yeah. like oh no he doesn't buy it at all yeah. and he's like oh no it's tragic and then she shows up and he's just like oh look here's lira back from the dead like <laughs> just because he knew it he's yeah. like come on dude he's like let's 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 get on the thing let's go and he's cold all about power all about like the 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 back and forth between him and tarkin yeah. is great let me ask you, Steph, when you're looking at the Tarkin now, because this is 2016, and when Tarkin came out, still, for those pe- people that it was pretty crazy to see Peter Cushing kind of back on screen, it reminded me of the conversation we had with like Luke in The Mandalorian, yeah. is that today, they don't use that kind of... No. They're going to use deep fake, and it's going to look a thousand times better. A thousand times yeah. better. I was, I love these. I've been watching with my friend Haley, who's never seen Star Wars movies, so I've been like looking to her to see if she like picks out things... And like two minutes into the Tarkin scene, she goes, is he, he kind of looks fake. And I was like, I was waiting to see if you notice. I love the first opening shot with him when it's just his reflection. That is sick. And I kind of wish they did that and cut around his face a little bit. Because when we got the straight face shot of him multiple times, we got so much Tarkin, which is really cool in hindsight. But it, that was one of my small problems. I didn't love it. Yeah. Like, uh, Tarkin never worked for me. Yeah. Like, and I admit, I mean, I, the I, character it, or just the fact that the look, the look. Yeah. It just didn't, I, I would have rather them done, use the actor from revenge of the Sith that they used. Sure. And just makeup him. I, like, I, I knew like, yeah. we, you just got to go into this going, Cushing's dead. He ain't going to be in this. What, how are we going to do that? If you're going to use that character, we've got to find a the way, way to they do different Mon Mothma, right? Cause Mon Mothma, they use yeah, different actress. Right. Right. And be, so and it, it yeah, we, and granted, it's a smaller character. You're not getting those close-ups. And Peter Cushing has such a distinct sure. face, his I, jaws, I, yeah. hairline. It's so distinct. I but, don't think that I have a problem with any of that. Or what you guys are saying, but I don't mind 
I don't mind what they did. No, I mean because you see why they had to do it. Yes, so because like, I okay. think it's it's because what it did is it's the evolution of eventually what we're getting and all this deep fake stuff and all right. that. And I know some yeah. people have problems with deep faking it, but I I don't. And I actually when I, when you look at the guy that they hired to um at Lucasfilm that was doing all these deep right. fakes, he yeah. did a Tarkin one. He did a Tarkin one. He did a he did a, a Luke one. Yeah. And it's significantly better than what they did sure. in the movies, right? And I think that that's the same thing that we're going to we're going to eventually start to see, and you're going to compare it, but this was 2016. Yeah. I so, mean, I mean, you look and they're at probably working in 2015. So, yeah, man, so you the, think six the years ago. Cassian Andor series, if we get Tarkin, it would be with the new deep fake guy. They, they hired that guy for, for a that. reason. They hired him for a reason. He's probably now, whether got a or not, whole department under him now. That's what I mean. So, it, whether yeah. whether or not whether or not he, Tarkin's going to be in it, I have no idea. But, but yeah. the. The fact is, he. This is why you bring this guy on to do more things. Do what he was doing, and when you look at that gallery series, and they talk about the Luke stuff, yeah. they talk about how there's three different things that they could have used, and they they went away from deepfake. But I think they realized that deepfake is actually the better thing. And I think if you bring Tarkin in down the line, what, who, if you're gonna do that, and you can deepfake it, then you should put Stephen Stanton in because Stephen Stanton, who does Radis in this movie, mm-hmm. he he did Tarkin. Uh, he did. He did Obi Wan. So he's a voice actor. Or yeah, yeah okay. he's a voice actor. But he, but he, he's done. And he did. He did Tarkin in the Clone Wars and and Rebels. It's it's he's he's the voice of, and he sounds just like Peter Cushing. Okay. So if you if you put him, and he's and he's a great actor in general. Yeah. So if you put him in the role and then put the deep fake on him, that would be something. Yeah. That would be something. Okay. Yeah. Some Andy Circus cuts. That's yeah. a, that type of stuff. Sorry. So getting back into the, the movie itself, I mean, that opening scene and not knowing Matt Smickelson is so good in this role. So good. He's yeah. really, really good in this role. And 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 it's he's and it's different because a lot of times he plays like a creep or like a villain or something, you know. And even when he's playing the villain, he's still charming as hell. Like he is, is Chief. He is, but the, but this character isn't a good guy. Right. And you nev- buy it. Yeah. You don't you, you're 100%. never watching like I don't think I'll ever see Mendelssohn in a good guy role. Right. Like he plays the same roles that uh, um, Mickelson plays a lot of times as bad guys. Right. But Mickelson, there's a, a, a not not an innocence. There's a humanity to him. Yeah. That you believe is a good guy. I'll never believe Ben Mendelsohn is a good guy. Yeah. And, that, and that's that's not against him. That's that's how good he's as an actor. He's just he's got that menace. There's just always something like even when he's trying to do this, like oh. I'm so sorry she's gone. Like, you know, it's like... Doesn't care. Doesn't care. You, you know he's... You don't, you know... No, he's a phenomenal actor. And that's but what, that's why he's so good in these roles. And that's what they were doing in general by getting this, these, this type of talent. And then I said to Steph before when we started shooting was that Felicity Jones is so good in this role. She's underrated as yeah. a character. Like, uh, Jin or so, the character of Jin or so, and what she has to go through, losing both her parents, seeing her mother murdered in front of her, and then she's, you know, basically sent off with Saw. He dumps her down the line. And then she's on her own. And and then she gets picked up. K two S O might be my favorite droid of all. Time. He's so good. I mean, sorry R two, sorry C three PO. Yeah. I know, I get it. They're legends. I love them. But R R two and three PO over time have because they're constantly being put in everything. It's losing who they were. Like watching them pop up in the new three films. I'm like, why are they even here? Like they don't show they don't up for do any, any reason. They don't do anything in the new trilogy. Yeah, and, nothing, and I get how beloved they are. Yeah, but it's weird because droids come. Like I remember when BB eight came out. Mm-hmm. That was the thing, like you oh, yeah. wouldn't, it, oh, yeah. it couldn't get the toys fast enough. And now no one talks about BBA. There's no longevity to him. He didn't, he didn't, didn't stick, stick with the thing. Yeah, yeah, like, but K2 does stick for some reason. Like yeah, more so than like L- L7 yeah. or L3. I love L3, L3, but L7. K- L3. You better, you better figure that I out. I know. L779? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, L779. K2. Oh, no, right what, yeah, no. What I liked about K2 is that he was the only comedic part of the movie, basically, and it really worked. Like, the movie was serious, and it should have been. Right. I, I don't think that this was one where they should have taken the Guardians of the Galaxy-type comedy too far, but I think K2SO provided such good comedic relief right. and, like, led the story. He was kind of like a... Like the the linchpin of the, the movie in some ways. He did, and the fact that this... this re- purposed like droid uh, the imperial droid um having this personality and loyalty to cassian and i just thought it was such a great it is all three and how he viewed Jin. uh yes because even even in the beginning when like i remember i watched this movie with my daughter not too long ago and it was um the part that she really laughed at was in that beginning when when he rescues her and she she's they're there to rescue her. She's <laughs> kicking the crap out of everybody. She runs out. He clotheslines her. He goes, congratulations. You've been rescued. After he slams her into the floor. And my daughter started cracking up. So it was a, a riot, you know, because 
he has no really loyalty to anybody but Cassian. Yeah. You know, he'll do what, what the job that's supposed to be. And he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm. What's the one line right before they go to Scarif? And he says, uh, he's like, I will be there for you too, Jin. Because Cassian says I have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And then the part after Jin is just you. You see how cool this character is and she takes out like 50 men and then she takes out a droid like him and and then he's right behind her and he's like did you know that wasn't me (laughs) all of that i mean like it's just so it plays the movie just plays throughout from the start and like i said minus the boar gullet and the font and a couple things there's really not a lot of stuff i'm watching it and i and i was just locked in again watching it because i cared and do you know i don't know if you guys know this and again i'm not sure how much of it is fact how much it is rumor where I heard it from, I, I, I trust it. Originally, what they said was, that they didn't shoot this, but I think that it was the plan. Vader was supposed to kill all of them. Vader was supposed to kill Jin. Vader oh, was really? To, Vader was supposed to kill everybody. Um, okay. And from, from, what, from what I heard, yeah. how, much, how true it is, I don't know, but he was supposed to kill everybody. I, as badass as it would have been, I think it diminishes the characters and, yeah, and their it, purpose. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because it's it's to me that would have been, and I it, it's kind of having I have a little bit of an issue in the um, MCU where everything has to relate to Tony Stark. Right. It's like everything, everyone's origins, downfalls have to relate to him. Like Vader and Jin, they never have to meet. There's no reason, and I think it it, it makes it. It's just this group of rebels got these plans, and they were the ones that did it. Like yeah. not everything has to tie to Vader. He doesn't have to be involved and have a hand in everyone's downfall. Right. It's just hey. He's a soldier for the Empire. He's their guy. Right. Yeah, it would have But there's other ones out there. Yeah, it, I think it works stronger. Yeah. And it would have... Demi- I, I don't think we would have had the same conversation that this is some of the best Vader stuff we've ever gotten in the two, basically two main scenes specifically that I'm thinking about that I loved so much with Vader. If he had done that, because it just wouldn't have had as much power and impact and... The, my favorite part about the movie is that it's ordinary people choosing That's to do thing. extraordinary right. things. And if they died like that, as opposed to all dividing and conquering and di- dying, dying in their, their own, own way. And they never get to deaths. see each other, really. Would, yeah. Because they all had honorable deaths. And I, what, what I love, too, speaking of the cast, uh, with Cassian and, and Diego Luna, I love the fact that he's not your traditional kind of heroic leading no, man. He's, you know, that opening scene, he he's kills, kind he of kills like, a dude well, not, even, not even, not even like the way he's written, just the way the actor was cast. Like yeah. he's a kind of a smaller statue guy. Right. Like mm-hmm. he's not this physical, like leading man right. look. And right. I love that. Yeah. And they went opposite casting. Like this is a guy you're not going to think is the hero. He's not, you know, and he's got, and he has so I much love pain. that. He's got him. so much pain. Yeah. And I think that that's, what's going to transfer in. If we just get into it now, what's going to transfer into this Andor series, yeah. right? Like, been very vocal about it. I still feel the same way. It's not the series that I'm looking forward to the right. most. Um, doesn't mean that I'm not going to be very interested in it. Doesn't mean it can be a WandaVision for me to where I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. And I wind up loving it. Yeah. Um, and Steph and I have also been talking about what we'd like to see if let, let me see the stuff with the start of the rebellion, but let me see the other side and show me a lot of the empire. Yeah. And it might turn out to be one of my favorite shows. I right. um, So, but Inside of the books, and I don't remember which book it was, but Cassian's parents were separatists. Um, so, and he even says it. He's been in this fight since. That's the six. question. Since he was six. That's the question. Since he uh. was six. So, so since he was six years old. Oh, so I got that one down. Well, that puts him. If you look at, and that puts him during the, the Clone Wars would still be going yeah. on at that point. So he's, he's been in one. the fight since he was six so as a separatist. And how, we don't we don't ever find out how old he's in this. Is he? I think mid twenties probably. If you're gonna say mid twenties, and you look at when it happened, I mean, it was it was so. it was fifteen years since since uh, Jin saw. Um, Saw her dad okay. when all that went down, and that was only what, like a, a few years after Revenge of the Sith. And Jen's like twenty one, I think someone something said something like that. Yeah. But you know, so she's so that's just a few years after Revenge of the Sith, and right where after the Empire started. So then, yeah. if you jump back to let's say he's you know however many years it is, t- t- ten more years yeah. before then, it's he's fighting in the Clone or his parents are fighting in the Clone Wars, yeah. maybe as separate. And they were separatists. So now, are they going to pull a thing? In this series, like they did in The Mandalorian, where they they show some flashback scenes and they show his um, family. Well, they show his family fighting in the war because that's one of the, my favorite stuff in The now, Mandalorian. I'm trying to think one of the comics. I think the the comics did Poe's parents. Yes, I don't, I don't think they did. Oh, yeah. I don't think they did Diego. No. They, 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 did, they, did, they did Poe's because uh, he, he Poe's parents. Poe's parents. They, yeah, they knew Luke and they yeah. the Force Tree and all that stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. But this, um, how it's going to play in and how he. 
the pain that he suffers, what happened to his parents yeah. overall. And I don't know if, if, if he's been covered in, in, in the book so much. I know that he was, maybe it's a row one book. Maybe that's where they found out he was a separatist. But he, how he gets involved and how much time, because it's very similar to this movie, right? We know, we know that he is not, that he's going to make it out of this series. We know, we know that because yeah. he ultimately gets to Rogue One. We know from what they said, it's not going to start with him knowing K2SO. Um, okay. So it probably could be them finding each other, yeah, which would be great. Because Alan Tudyk is it's the, not in the first season. They think. That's yeah, I think that's your, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they announced him at they announced him at D twenty three. I oh. think prematurely, to be honest with you, but they, oh. they announced him at D twenty three, and then he made an announcement that he's not in the the first yeah. season or whatever. But he's but he, but he'll be in it. In general. so then they know they're getting a second season. I'm gonna assume that's. I was just talking about the Sopranos the other day on Rotten Tomatoes, and when that show came out, um, it was very different how HBO would it, it worked like a network. Yeah, you back did, then, you, sure. you did a pilot and you'd have to get it approved. Now yeah. with streaming, it's like okay, we're going to do season one. We're going to yeah. see how it does, and you know, betting odds that because of the way that Star Wars series are going so far in the ratings that are so far that yeah. that y- y- it's safe to try to do two seasons of this of this show. Like for if sure. Bad Batch is going to get a second season, it's and I th- feel like they banked so on interesting. This is, more, this is more expensive though. It's so Bad interesting to, to think that because I like I know and I, I hate to keep saying the Marvel uh, Star Wars comparisons, but again now they're in the same house, so yeah. it, it's easy. Yeah. Like they know, like Especially we don't they have TV shows also. Yeah, yeah so I'm saying like and the movies in the universe yeah. and stuff, but yeah. that it seems like all um, it's all still geared towards one central thing. Where Star Wars. We're not gearing towards some big event with no. all these different things. Right. They're just the different pockets well, and it's corners funny. We, of the world, we, which I we, love. We are and we aren't, right? Because I know. Because it's right. like, because there are events, there are big events that have already happened. Big, and, big events. We're going right. almost reverse right. MCU. Right. It's, it will, I mean, even even this movie, right? Like, like there's the big event of yeah. the fact that like, even you see the Death Star in motion here yeah. twice, right. but not to its full capacity. No. Right. And it's still devastating. Yeah. What it does to Jeddah, what it does to Scarif. Yeah. Um, the fact, I think the the irony that Ben that Krennic is so involved in trying to get and then it winds up it being the thing that kills I him. I feel like yeah. the laser hit him dead on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think this well, wrote speaking of like uh talking about the whole expanding the galaxy, I think Rogue One did maybe the best job of doing that. Like I read some people had criticism of them going planet to planet, showing what planet we're on, like with the titles. Really? I love that. I, love that oh, I enjoy that. I like, really feel like they made you know how big the galaxy right. is. I love that you brought that up because I think it's one of the things, it's the point that we've made on this show. The tough thing to do and to give the new trilogy some slack, it's hard to please everyone when you have characters that have been in the past yeah. and, and not you know playing into people's expectations of what Luke and Han and everybody's right. going to do right that's that that's a problem that's a problem that you're going to face when you're making those movies the Patty Jenkins movie we've talked about she's going in with a clean slate right Mandalorian yeah. went in with a clean slate and yes you had Luke come in and some other characters right. Fett come in but they they're part of this overall story of this brand new character that we're introduced yeah, to and with that's new why mythology. that mythology that's why this movie works. Like, even though it's all about the Death Star, and we see Mon Mothma, and we right. see um, uh, Organa, and we see and we see this stuff, it's these new characters inside of the. It's very similar to what they do in Mandalorian, yeah. and I think it's why, as I was watching it again, it becomes my it becomes one of my favorite Star Wars movies you know, as I watch it more and more. And it's funny when I just this just hit me. I was thinking about it. You know, a lot of the problems we were gonna or people think about, or, or I would have thought it was like, well, we never hear about these characters again. You know, it kind of sucks we're telling the story, but then you see this like. Yeah, it's they're they're nobodies in right. the grand scheme of Star Wars. Right. They were just foot soldiers, spies doing something like you. They were never these grand heroes of the rebellion. Like they, Jin was the one that got the Death Star. They were just they don't even know who got. Yeah, it. Yeah, and at one point they they're like, "Who's there? Red right. one, Rogue one." Okay, we'll get the shield down for you. There's a team. I love that. Like I they're the, the nobody. Yeah, hear, and I love that. And you might hear about them down the line in some rebel show Maybe. or something. If but the, the movies that we've seen, I mean. Yeah. Ray didn't even know who Luke was. She she knew who he was, but heard like rumors and right. stuff. That shows you how big the galaxy is in general. Yeah. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, that's stupid. It doesn't make sense. The galaxy's huge and they right. don't know mythological figures. Like I always think of like Braveheart. Like when William Wallace was doing what he's doing, that's in just that's just yeah. in one country. Or, right. or or in Europe. But like, you know, things are things are going around about William Wallace and the rumors. Here he's like eight feet tall. I hear he does <laughs> yeah. this. I hear he does that. And it's like the these things that are happening. And it's the same type of mythology, right? So it's right. like for the rebels that did that, 
yeah, they're part of the cause, and it was Rogue One that did it, and it started it off, and maybe inside of the Rebellion, they did a show, then of yeah. course they'll be honored. But you're not going to hear about it all over the, uh, you no, know. No, I think that's great. Out. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I, there's so much inside of this, and I think that the performances are really, really good. I think that when you when they went to, they go to Jeddah, and I still want to, I would like to see Jeddah in another movie. Really? Yeah, beforehand, like, okay. because... Well, they they said, and I don't know if it's Tarkin or whoever says it, or maybe even it's the it, it, to say the last traces of the Jedi are finally there. Because the Kyber crystals, well, and stuff. yeah, yeah. They're wiped off. It's like I don't even care if it's like a throwaway episode on on Bad Batch. Okay, like just, or, well, you just want to go back. Well, at that point, yeah, yeah, at that point you could have Jedi, but like let, let's let's just see a little bit of Jedi, like and how okay. much of Jedi, like the last remnants, and because there's, there's statues of the of the Jedi on side. Yeah. and look, maybe you can, you know where you could see Jedi in the uh, in the acolyte. Oh okay, yeah, okay, because, that's true. Because it it's a be, great planet they created that yeah. we want to see more. of. It could be flourishing because yeah. look at the look at certain look at certain neighborhoods that when you were growing up, and the two reverses. One, a really bad neighborhood when you were growing up that had people come in with some money, change it up, and it said it's, it's like a great neighborhood. Yeah. Flip side, there was a great, there was a really good neighborhood at one point, and it turned into a bad neighborhood. That's what Jeddah could be. Jeddah could right. be yeah. this flourishing planet with all Jedi during the the High Republic times. And we can see it yeah. during yeah, that. Yeah, I could see that. That would be fun. That okay. would be fun. Yeah, see that and see. Was that was that statue? There was a statue that crumbled on the floor, right? Yeah. Or was it, or was it a monument that was already on the? floor? I think there was. I remember there's one statue, but I think there was one just laying there, just That's toppled over. That's what I meant. The yeah. top, the toppled over one. That would be like, how fun would that be? You don't bring a lot of attention to it. It's just kind of yeah. whatever, whatever the show is, and you just see it. It's standing, it's upright, and so and it's holding. You're like, yeah. oh wow, that's because you know what's going to happen to that planet in what two hundred, three hundred yeah. years from now. So, oh yeah, that's true, especially with a little call to action in that sense. But yeah. I, I loved though. I have to talk about Chariot and Baze. Oh, they're great. They're just like the bromance, one of my favorite <laughs> friendships yeah. ever portrayed in Star Wars. And in such a quick amount of time, I think I would have wanted more of them yeah. or uh, more of the of Riz Ahmed's character instead of the octopus tentacles. But they <laughs> right. were such a good beating heart of the movie and uh, really connected uh, the characters between Diego and Jin really Cassian and Jin really well yeah I agree and I th you know what I'm so happy about I remember watching that movie thinking oh man are they gonna have Baze like turn on them and be working for the Empire I'm like it just oh. it just seems like that's like one of those you thought, okay I, I just hoped it, it didn't it happen didn't because way. it seems like that's always what happens it always likes yeah there's always the group and then there's always one person yeah, that turns it, on yeah. them and it's like oh, let's not do that again and they didn't no, no. And I was like that's great and I think that you know, obviously, a lot of people talk about how Gareth Edwards. Well, yeah, he had help with Tony Gilroy. He still did a he did a lot, and he gets credit for this, and he should because I so want to know. I want to know so much. <laughs> like, well, the one, the, the only I should I backtrack when I said like it, it all blends. There's the one thing that doesn't. It's the scene where they're all around the, the table at Yavin, and one yeah. guy in the background's like, "What is she proposing?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they were like, yeah. "We need to add something that to, right. to this is the this is the exposition part." Yeah. So that <laughs> one guy, you're like, all right, something, yeah, this is yeah, the scene, something yeah. was different here. Yeah. That's true. I did, yeah, go ahead, Seth. Oh, no, no, I wasn't going to say anything. I did like that uh, I did like that scene, though, in general, and I, I think that Mon Mothma is in such, it's, and if you read Claudia Gray's novel, Bloodline. Of, oh, yeah, of I where, love that book. Like, just where she is in general. Um, Mon Mothma is, is a good person. Yeah. But she's always caught in the politics of it all. Mm -hmm. And she's caught in the politics of it all in this. Yeah. It's like, if they have this weapon. That right. you're talking about, and we're going in. That's the end of it. It's yeah. it's like it's over, right. and you could be leading us in there because you're her, you're you're this dude's yeah. daughter. You say that you could be planted. The, that's what you say, but we just found you in a jail cell about two weeks ago. Yeah. So why are we trusting you? And then it's like you got to have this hope of it, and this belief of it, and um, and it's it's a great arc for me of what Jin has to go through yeah. because Jin is very angry as she. Deservedly so, starting this movie. She doesn't know anything about why her dad took off, why he didn't come back, why these things. She doesn't, she doesn't know. He's an right. imperial. She doesn't know. She was a kid. And hearing all these things and being with Saw and having a father figure at least in Saw, and then he dumps her. So she's angry. And then your world is just changed upside down when you find out, well, no, my dad was a good guy. And he's actually he's alive. Oh, he's alive, and he's trying to help this that's it's my favorite scene it, it affected me in the theater it affected me again watching it it's my favorite scene in the entire film when she sees the hologram 
and she's oh. listening to the message, and it's like yeah. it's this attachment. It's like there's no one else in that room. Saw's not in that oh, room. No yeah. one's in that room. It's oh. just her in that hunger because it's her first attachment to her father in 15 years. Yeah. And wh- it's it's such a not talked about moment when that hologram goes off yes. and she falls to her knees. She doesn't yeah. say anything. You just know she's just like, no, no, don't don't go. Yeah. This is all I have of you. Don't go. And I also, it's such a real moment when she just, when everything's falling around her, she doesn't think to grab it. I've been, uh, many times I've left my house and forgot my keys. Yeah. Right? Like, it's this, and she, she's like, everything happens so fast. And then he's like, Cassian's like, uh, convenient. Yeah. Right? But like, because he goes, and he goes through a thing. Like, his arc switches when they're on, what, yeah. what, what planet it is? Edu? Edu. When, yeah. When, oh, when he goes to kill her. When he goes kill to kill him. him, yeah. When he's up there and he's, and he's. Edu. Because it, I think that it's set up so well in that opening scene when he kills the, the dude. Tivik. When he kills, when he kills Tivik. That's like this guy yeah. does what's asked of him. Yes. And he doesn't have a heart about it because he got it has to get well, I shouldn't say he doesn't have a heart about it. He's kind of conscious about he's it. He's the but bigger picture. He the gets the job. The comparison of him being like a stormtrooper too. Like yes, he's just following yes. and orders. She, and yeah. Jin says as much to him. Yeah. And and so when that happens in that switch, when he decides not to do it, and there's another moment by the great Diego Luna that shows up when he when he finds when after he doesn't kill him and then he sees Mendelssohn slap him. Yeah. In his eyes, he doesn't say it. He knows it's like, I was right not to kill this guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he's like, I, that he's, he's on our side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, you see it washed over his face. It's almost relief. Big relief because he's like, oh, wait. Okay, so she's telling the truth now. And then when, she, and it makes much more of an impact when she goes up on the deck. Yeah. And he's like, call him off, call him off. Another thing, talking about that thing, how I was happy that Baze didn't turn. I was also happy that the guy, who's the guy that gives him the order to, to kill, to kill um, Draven? So when Draven gives him the order, um, Moses, you better look out. Uh, <laughs> when, uh, when, when he gives him the order to, he said, stand down, stand up, Jin's on there. Yeah. Draven could have been that douchey guy who's like, no, we're coming in anyway. Right. Yeah. And he didn't. He said, call him off, call him off. They're like, they're ready in, they're ready in formation. They're, yeah. they're going to yeah. attack. So all of that. But what I loved about and that whole thing was that, uh, with her father is that it, it pointed out, um, a moment of where they had to rely on trust right. and in a way that I haven't seen depicted in Star Wars where all of them had to kind of just trust and like use the force in a sense to know whether someone's intentions were good or not. And right. I yeah. thought that was really, really well done. Yeah. yeah. I, and not even it's off topic for a second, but with Star Wars, with this film, another thing I love about it was they had a tough time production wise designer because it fits a specific era of Star Wars right. and it had to mesh with a 70s made Star Wars film. And when like Merrick showed up with that mustache but still didn't look like a 70s guy, like everything about the pilots, the design, yeah. it fit you go, okay, that would take place right after 1977. Yeah. It, it, it's like yes, the film was a little more crisper, a little digital, yeah. but it just fits it just works. right after the New music, Hope or right with that, it. It's like and they use a lot of these the, actors, the actors. Oh, when, yeah. when, when they had, you know, Rogue the Gold Squadron or yeah. Red Leader coming in, it's like, oh, that's them. That's yeah. Them. That was awesome. And, and when they show, when they, because because what's a uh, Luke's call sign? Is He's Red Five. Red, He's Red Five. Yeah. yeah. So Red Leader dies. It's, yeah, because they have doesn't Red Five Red Five dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he opens over. up That's, the spot. But like for Red Lead, Red Leader was in it. Red Leader, right? So when they say Red Five going, and then Red yeah. Five take is is. I mean, there's so many. They lost so many people in this battle, yeah. right? And I know that there's some there's some discrepancies in the timeline of how it all worked at the very end when Vader comes in and everything too. It's just like I I that's the type of stuff I, I don't push to, I kind of yeah push it to the that side. doesn't even bother me in it, the it, least. It doesn't yeah. bother me either. But like that scene that when Vader is at his best, it's a horror film. And yeah. okay. I remember, totally. I remember being in the theater watching that movie when it came out. Obviously, people lost their minds when Vader shows yeah. up, but it's it's terrifying. And then the the rebels are playing hot potato with the with the yeah. thing, and they're running through, and they're like, just take, you know, like we're trying you hear to get that, out. First. Like the alarm, the boom, yeah, it, it, everything, boom. like, and it just All brings you focus right into the like you know where this is going. Yeah, and you're like, oh, are they going there? And and when they do, and he shows up, and it's like, okay, he's coming, and and show him back on that chase. Um, it's just such a, one of the, that is, and, and I guess it's, it's fair cause it's Vader, right? But it, it is easily the most talked about scene in Rogue One. Yeah. And, yeah. and because, you know, it's like, it's it, unfairly. So I think, I think, I think yes and no. Right. Because obviously you're going to talk about it because Vader shows up and it's like, uh, the way I compare it is Yoda battling Count Dooku. 
right? And, okay. and the reason people talk about it is because it's Yoda bouncing around off yeah. the walls with a, with a lightsaber. <laughs> but in my mind, as we've talked about, that, that moment wasn't necessarily earned because it was just, let's put a lightsaber in Yoda's hand. He's going to go nuts. Right. This moment to me with Vader was earned right. because it was, they just went through all of this for two hours. Yeah. We just watched them go through this. Their characters just died that we loved. Yeah. And Vader is two seconds away from ruining all of that. Yeah. Right. And so that's why it fit for me. And it, for me, what it does about this film, and it, it really hits home new hope in the sense that Lucas took a film and said, you know what? I'm not telling you how this happens. We're getting you right in the middle right. of this. We're not, if, if Star Wars was made today, Whatever, and I, I, Lucas, if he made it by himself, but like the, the, you could see the studios going, that's safe for the sequel. How do we, how do they get to this point? So let's find out the plans, right. and this will be the first right. film. Like he took a shot with that, and we just went along with it. That's why he did it by so himself. So many films are nowadays like, well, we're going to get to that to the sequels. Yeah. And then no one yeah. shows up for the first film, and we don't get it. Like I love that. And it, it, you know, who knows if he would have ever told this story himself. But it was just it like just, that perfect thing that just yeah. happened, right? Doesn't, and that's why it's, it's why it's like, And his kids watching it, that was the great thing about it. It's like, yeah. well, where did they come from? We didn't go, well, they the didn't tell us it. It's, I need to know. It's like, no, in our own heads, we're like, but what happened before this it moment? started that in was, the middle of the war. Yeah. And, and I yes. think that that's when it was pitched. I think John Knoll, no, I don't remember. I think so, who pitched this idea of how up. For Rogue One. For Rogue One. Gotcha. And it was basically, I got the movie. It's yeah. the rebels that found the plans for the Death Star. Yeah. It's a great pitch. It is. That's a yeah. simple pitch. It's a it's simple it. pitch. And it's just, you know, it's it's the same thing. Like, hey, I got a movie. Or I got a TV show. What is it? It's about a, bo- a bounty hunter that, that you know, that, that gets, uh, yeah. that has a job, has no heart, and then he gets uh, Yoda Species. One of Yoda Species and got to save the kid. It's just, oh, that's great. And it's, what, what's so funny about up. this film, and, and then two years later with Solo, it's like, I, and we, we talked last episode where, Solo felt very cold to me. I didn't yeah. feel like a, a like in this hair as much. I this there was just and I don't know if it was the attention to detail. It's like when they're in Yavin, it's the guy up in the bucket with the radar. Yeah, like yeah. it yeah. instantly brings this like warmth back, like that you know, like and it's, there was none of that in Solo. And, and I don't know if that was talk, a conscious choice. It's what we talked about in Solo is that there's times in Solo and in the new trilogy yeah. where it feels like a different sci-fi movie with new aliens and everything right. too, and, and the way they set things up. And, yeah. In this, it feels like oh, I've lived in this. Yeah, I've lived right. here before. Yeah. but it was all new. It's too. It's all new. One hundred percent. These are new. That, that's why I love the Mandalorian. Mandalorian yeah. to me, this is the same thing. It's yeah, like yeah. there are new. There are new characters that pop in. There's new species and stuff right. that come out, but it all feels like it fits. Yeah. Right. The Borg gullet was the only thing that feels like it felt like something. Like it felt like a, like it felt like a like a Madam uh, Lady Proxima. Uh, no, it, Lady Proxima was so much. But it felt like like felt we like, need oh, a blobulous yes, alien like a Jabba in of this Proxima, to do. Though, speaking of Proxima, look at the difference in the impact when Bodhi gets to Jeddah, and he is desperate to get this message out and he read it to, what's his name tony two tubes whatever the guy's name is oh, tony two, <laughs> that guy i don't know but, but, but i know you're talking about he, yeah so, so he but tony two tubes but, but tony two tubes is like but i think his name is two tubes but when he when he, sho- <laughs> when he shows up and they're all talking in alien subtitles yeah it's all subtitles and it's so much more effective it's so much more effective and you're like if that guy would have been like hey what are you doing here Bodie? You know, yeah Bodie, we got the reward for you coming out oh, yeah saw's gonna see you oh saw's gonna know that you're up and that's that has happened in the prequels. That has happened because you know in, they're gonna go the like, all right, this guy's kind of a gangster. We need like a gangstery voice, and then when actors are like, hey, all right, there you we're gonna take you to Saw, and oh, you gotta like, pay, man. You gotta pay. What's more intimidating? Hey, yeah, I'll take you to Saw right now. Or I'm fucked up. And it's in that tone, and you're like, yeah. like, it was so effective watching that, and I'm just like, certain there is look Yoda. Yoda works. Yeah. There are certain Yoda. ones that work and they take shots. Can you imagine if Jabba talked normal? It would have been terrible. They're awful. Can you imagine? No. It would have been terrible. No. Look at what happened in the Clone Wars <sighs> movie. In the Clone oh. Yeah. In, was it in the Clone Wars movie or Clone Wars? Oh. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Clone Wars yeah. movie? It was Zero? With, oh, with, Zero. Is it whatever? Uh, it's Kevin it, Michael Richards. I don't remember. Right? There's one. There's one. There's one hut that talks with like a with like a New Orleans accent. Yeah, it's and it's, it's zero. Yeah, zero. Zero. Oh, how you doing there, Obi, my boy? Hey, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's terrible. Hey, my job, I'm talking to Jabba. It's, huh? it's terrible. It doesn't. That's it, right. He does talk. It does not work. Yeah, it does not work. And no, they keep the movie a dark tone and like yeah. very yes. serious. They don't and goof around, and the jokes, K two S O. 
And that's really it. So this is, and and as we are going to get into, and by the way, I spoke to Andres Cabrera, who is going to join us for our Last Jedi um, watch along, because I wanted to make sure. Oh, that's good. I know you're kind of on the fence about the movie, right? I, is a film, it's brilliant. As a Star Wars movie. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So I wanted to make sure that it wasn't for the, because there are a lot of people who listen to this show. That love it. That love the movie. And I don't want it to be one of these things where it's just like, well, here they are. Now they're just going to take shots at it because I wouldn't want to listen to that the whole time. So Andres Cabrera loves the movie, right? So we're going to bring him on. That's awesome. I'm glad we're doing that. But yeah, but, but getting, what was, there was a reason I had that point. What were you talking about right before that? The the voices, Jabba. K2SO is the only. K2SO, the humor. The humor. So the humor. And I've been very vocal about The Last Jedi. It feels like a Marvel movie sometimes with the humor that they use, and it just doesn't work for me. For you. But when it comes to Star Wars humor, the Star Wars humor that I think a lot of the new trilogy, not just Last Jedi, I think a lot of the new trilogy sometimes suffers from, from let's throw a joke in here that doesn't really work. The Star Wars humor that works to me, throwing to The Mandalorian, that I always reference, is him sitting with the Jawas, and the Jawas are making fun of the way that he talks Jawa, and he tries to light them on fire. Right? Yeah. It's like because he's just upset. Han Solo shooting the thing in, in episode four. K2SO set up as a just no nonsense. He doesn't try, he's not trying to be funny. No, just no. The things that he says. He just says what yeah. he's thinking. He's yes. just what he's thinking, and, and it's funny. Uh, it's brutal honesty, I guess, would be the point of it. Some of the, even though it's the most serious, one of the most serious movies in Star Wars, some of the best humor in Star Wars is done by K2SO. Because none of it's forced. Right. I love that character. Yeah. You believe the character, like, what, yeah. she gets a blaster and I don't? Yeah. That's right. And then and but that moment <laughs> He's like, though, that's some bullshit. But I'm glad you brought that up though, because at that moment at the end, it's her giving him a blaster yeah. that finally yes. says like Look, it's earned. And and he says to her, We're cool. As basically. Yeah. yeah. By, by them doing he's like, You always surprise me. And then he's just so loyal. He's always been loyal to it. That's a, it's a heartbreaking moment. Yeah, his death is is hard. And right. it, it's it really capitalizes on like how did you make us care about a droid so much? That's I right. really, really cared when he died. Yeah, that's right. But uh, I also think just the Darth Vader scene when he's like, "Don't choke on your ambition." Uh, I, I you know that, that was the one. I know fans. that was the I one. I'm such a fan. Controversial be- moment here on. I know. Council. Here we go because yeah, I just think one. if I was that much of a baller gangster, and some of my problem with Darth Vader is when he's like the just like the call boy for Palpatine. I don't and even Tarkin. It, yeah, and it doesn't and give him the as call much, boy. It doesn't give him as much agency as this person should because it's. Freaking Darth he, he's Vader. He's a badass in it. But here's, here's, here's the argument that I hear. That but he's I a always, weapon. But That's all he is. But this is why I come back to some people. What people people say, well, he Darth Vader had humor in the original trilogy. 100% he did. But it wasn't. he wasn't trying, right? So, for example, right. apology accepted. It's like that's, that's not he's not making a joke. Not that is a joke. just it's funny to us. Be, it's, I mean, kind because of, of the situation. Because of the situation. I feel like he would be the type to play with his food. Like this makes sense. Play to with me. his like, food like, and Anakin, but Anakin also. I mean, don't choke in your aspirations. Like he was. It's like he's. It's almost like if they would have cut to Vader walking away. You would have heard him say to himself, "Ah, that was a good one." Yeah, <laughs> it's like because I choked him, totally. and then I choked and I, the choking aspirations. See, I, I didn't. I didn't that, that was the one moment. One I remember line. one of my buddies leaned over to me during the movie and goes. He's making puns now, huh? Yeah, I okay. loved it. It's like because he does oh. stuff like that in the original trilogy, but it not, but not as not as so blatant and it's obvious a, and over your it, head. It, over you there. know, apology accepted, Captain Nita. Don't choke. Two very similar jokes, right? But one is like a, you see what I did there, and the other is like, holy shit, this yeah, guy but, is terrifying. But even, even when he says things like, there's things that he says in the original trilogy that are like. Because he says the emperor is not as forgiving as I am, and you're like, you're not. I am at all. altering the deal. Pray don't alter it further. Like that's know, terrifying. Of, but speaking of Vader, by the way, when he mentions in uh, to Lando in, in Empire Strikes Back, he's like, "Don't make me bring in the garrison, right?" Yeah. And then you see the garrison in this. He's like, "Deploy the garrison." And yeah. I'm like, the garrison. It was like it was it was great. But um, look before we move on, we have a little bit more to talk about here on um, on Sith Council. I also wanted to remind you guys about. Headspace, we've been with Headspace for quite a while now. Uh, excited to be working with them. And if you didn't know what it was, and Steph loves Headspace, and she'll talk about it too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditation. An easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. And whatever the situation is, Headspace can rely can make you feel so much better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. 
If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions. Their members swear by it. And for parents, I can tell you this, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids right before they go to school. Watch how different they act at school when you do this. Headspace approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and it increases your overall sense of well-being. So, Steph, tell me a little bit about Headspace because you've been using it for quite a while. For years, yeah. it's the easiest way to meditate and to even just be, learn how to meditate. Because I know for a lot of people, that's what stops them is they're like scared or they sit down a few times. It doesn't work. This is the best introduction. I just used it yesterday. I was telling Christian I had an allergic reaction. And I was like, I need to calm down. I'm flipping. <laughs> and I did the Headspace app and I was like, okay, I'm still a little freaked out, but a lot more calm and I'm ready to handle this issue. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's Steph's been using it for uh, a while. We, I started using it once we started getting... Uh, involved and it's so easy for you guys if you're like oh man it'd be great if i just had like a pocket-sized guy that could help me if it could help me sleep it could help me focus help me uh, be better and there is and all you need is 10 minutes headspace honestly can change your life it's backed by 25 uh published studies on its benefits 600,000 five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads i mean that's massive headspace makes it easy for you to to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime anywhere you have to why because you deserve to feel happier and headspace is meditation made simple you got to go to headspace.com slash sith that's headspace.com slash sith you get a free one month trial you're listening to this you've been listening to our rewatches you've been paying attention to this you've been having conversations with us give it a shot free one month trial with access to headspace's full library of meditations for every situation it's the best deal that's offered right now but you got to head to headspace.com slash sith today uh head on over there guys you'll you will absolutely love it i promise and then please let me know when you tried it because i know a lot of people are stressed out still and it's been a it's been a tough been a tough couple of years and try it out give it a shot all right, going back on over to this movie and the things like the space battle too. That's that's one of the things I felt like even the prequels were missing like a really good. I know people love the beginning of, of Revenge of the Sith and and not the same as what you got in this movie. No, it was a different feel to it. Way like, different feel. And I I couldn't tell you why, but it, it just I feels can tell you why you have, you have everybody you got the Empire out there, <laughs> you got the ships out there. No, I don't mean it like that. It it just seemed like uh, Revenge of the Sith was everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah. And this was very, uh, I don't say goal-oriented, like you knew, like that, Revenge of the Sith, the, the opening thing, you come in and you're twisting upside down. Right, you, right. You, you have no sense of where you are. Right. You, this, you knew. You got to take the shield that, that, out. I, I, in action, when you plan action, you got to lay out the, the, the parameters of it. You need to yeah. know, the audience needs to know where they are. Yeah, you need to establish that, and yeah. this established that's so good. And it sets you just up really well because it also set up the stakes of getting there. Right, it's this yeah. little band of rogue soldiers that go and do it first, yeah. and nobody else wants to help them. And then once the rebels find out that they do, it's not like oh, we're gonna arrest them and, and put them in, let them fend for themselves. They go now, nah, let's let's go and help them out. Let's go and let's yeah. let's figure it all out. And they go, and then there's that you hear uh, uh, Hera's name called in the background yeah. and then you see uh, uh, Chopper fly through <laughs> at one point and then there's the, it, it, that's that's also why I didn't understand every, I think every movie except uh, here's a here's a trick here's a question for you Mike oh god here which we go. movie here we go does do um, C-3PO and R2-D2 not show up which movie yeah not not including the animated I th- I thought they were in every one of them but hold on together together Appear together. At all. It's. No, they're in this. Well, is it this? No, R2, they're in this one because they're in Yavin. Solo. Okay, I, I got that one. Right. That's the only Did one. You? Yeah, Solo Solo is the only one. And I remember going, yeah, they're going to okay. show up. They have to be because they're in every movie. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're going to put. How did I not know that? I, I don't know. Oh, but, well, now I do. But I hope it doesn't get asked. Can you imagine if that get asked now, my five pointer, and I, I went on that one? I, wow. Well, then, yeah, there's going to be conspiracy. Yeah, now. yeah. If, you now if it is, now oh, I can't ask oh, it. Oh, God. No, you <laughs> have to. It's, it. it's in there. It's in the document. It's just the way it goes. It. It's in the document. It's true. Um, but but they, uh, they just are kind of thrown into this, but it, but it works. Because they, that was the, to me like what we just talked a little while ago where, where the droids were overused and we kind of yeah. lost. This was one of those like. But they would be there. Yeah, they would. But 
Better, better in that moment than sticking them on the ship because that's where they are. They're right on that ship. Like if they would have walked by during that Vader what's scene, like, oh, what's yeah. going on? Oh god, that's what I mean. So oh, I think yeah. I actually think it fit, it fit well. Okay, all right. You know what I mean? Because at one point you would say, yeah. well, where were they? They were there. I just yeah, I just feel the droids. And as much as R two is as great as he is, it just Force Awakens really kind of they did him dirty. So plugged they him, did him like, dirty 100%. in those films. He's like a Roomba at this yeah. point. He's like, oh, now you're gonna come alive. Yeah, he's just he's they just, did him dirty. He's just plugged into the wall, and they're yeah. like, yeah, you know, eventually, oh, he just woke up because Luke decided he wasn't. They, to they wake did up. him dirty, yeah. and that that yeah. yeah yeah yeah. But but either way, um, great droid in this one. Great the the fights. Oh, and man, I watched. I mean, I watched the thing on my on. This is you speak about streaming and and movies, right? Like yeah. movie theaters. This is a, a one that you have to see in the theater, like when it came out, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. because if it was today, obviously with the streaming. And I talk about how I'm I'm very pro streaming. I'm very pro for families Are and you? stuff. Oh, yeah, well, because you have families, I get you. It's just I can't see everything. You I know, get my you. Family, but I have you know decent sized television and surround sound. Yeah, you know? that was so, great. So when I'm watching it and the and the at ATAT or the ADAT comes yeah. out, whatever you want to call it, and it shows up and and it's cheer it going, Baze, Baze. He's like, what? Run! Run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, and that sound and the, and it's always felt the ATATs when they were in Empire Strikes Back, yeah, always felt like big animals, right? And like lumbering you, gorillas, even though you knew that they were in there, that people in them, you always right. felt like they were like these big monsters, yeah. And it felt like that again in this one, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love them. I, I, I really feel like I love the fact that from the beginning, they were close to death in every single part that yeah. they tackled. There was like five different things that they had to tackle to get to the end moment mm. where they all actually end up dying. But it was enough of um, fantasy, but realism. Yeah. Like, I feel like they did a really good job of connecting each piece in a way that if you question too much, you're like, oh, I feel like they could have died there. But if you don't and you just, like, are along on the ride, yeah. it all connects well. They always talk about this, uh, Star Wars in general, of like, and Mike, you mentioned it earlier, right? Like, everything needs to, f like, the best Star Wars, in, in in my opinion, is that it the the galaxy felt lived in, right? Yes. I don't think there's an argument about this. No. Movie. Like, everything that's, that's did. It's, it's, it's right before... New Hope, yeah. and you feel it. It's I think it's a perfect lead in. Um, it made me way even, more excited to watch Episode Four, even it, though I was excited already to watch it. Even like, and I could, I could honestly, a hundred percent, see some other studio or or exec that had control of it doing something different. The Death Star plans, they were the same like dot yeah, matrixy nineteen yeah. seventies yep. thing, and we don't question it. You know, we used to like, why can't we update the graphics and make it digital? We could be, you know, right. up in space, you know, a hologram, and, and it's like go back to like Revenge of the Sith with the with the Paul of the Lesser has a thing, and boom, it pops right, up. Right, like, right. but no, it kept the simple, like, like stuttery, graphic-y, mm -hmm. you know, eight bit or whatever it was, and it works because we don't question it. We're like, yeah, perfect, it, that's it, them. It was great, and it, and like even the the. The targeting systems of the X yeah, and I love the way that they blended in the 1977 actors into this because it looked it oh, looked yeah. good and it worked. It, looked, it worked. It was really quick. Really did. Quick. Yeah. Their, their voices. We watched those movies endless yeah. times, so we knew the minute we heard the voice, like, "Oh yeah, that's them." I was bummed. Porkins wasn't in it though. No, he wasn't. Was oh, he? Was, no, I don't think he was. No, it was. It was. It was I want to say gold. Wasn't it gold leader yeah, or yeah, red yeah, it was leader? Gold leader and red leader. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. golden red. Yeah, but I, I mean, Porkins. Yeah, I would like Porkins to show up. Would have been William Hootkins. That's right. From Batman '89, and also Raiders Lost Ark. He's right. the he's the guy that's like Doctor Jones. Yeah. This is the he you brings know. him to the, yeah. the college. That's right. That's absolutely right. And he's also. I don't. Give, I don't, don't, don't give, give it away. away. No, I don't, I don't know, know if he's you, listening you give, to this. I don't want to give it away. He's also it, in another IG you're film. Giving a lot away. Yeah, um, but but all of it. it. It just there's. I'm trying to think if there's a, if there's stuff that I mean, the scene again. We talk about uh, Mads Mikkelsen and. And Felicity Jones and the great acting that they do in the relationship. I believe that they were father and daughter. And when she, f it's it's pretty heartbreaking when she's there and she's almost reconnecting with I her dad. Know. Like yeah. she's there. She's like, it's like he, I can see him. Yeah. And then it's not even an imperial that kills him. It's a, it's an X one. And she's still, if in other characters, she could have decided, well, screw you guys. Sure, I'm gonna either join them. Let this thing blow you all up because I don't care because you just that yeah, anger went away. Yeah, and he was and he was it, the empire's worse. It was a great moment where he's sitting there dying, and she could be like, "They just killed him." Yeah, and instead she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna follow on your mission. What you're asking me to do here, 
and I'm and and it's heartbreaking. He's like, I have so much, so to, much tell to tell you. you, and then he dies. That's it's, one of the worst, best going out lines yeah, ever. Yeah, ever, because it's heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. Like, just thinking about if that was my dad. And yeah. like, I'm like, can you tell me? Can well, you stay? Please, don't leave. I, like, 15 <laughs> years, I just I got you in a hologram, and now I got you. Yeah. And now you're gone. Like, I had you for that that much. And now my and now I, can't, I don't even have time to grieve, because now I have to go blow up this thing that you want me to blow up. With people who killed you right. accidentally. Right. Right. So yep. it, yeah, right, exactly. So it's uh it's it's really there's a lot more layers to it. The movie continuously gets better and better mm-hmm. every time. But let's ask mm-hmm. that we've asked the question um earlier on, but let's let's kinda end the show with it of how we think if uh it, the events and the characters and stuff will tie into to Andor or any other shows. I, I mean you would probably maybe see I I, I do think that Bail Organa is gonna show up in Obi Wan. Right, I do think yes. that Jimmy okay. Smith will show up, and I, I don't think I don't know if they've announced him or not, but no, I think his. it makes sense. Yeah, especially the like his one line in the film, really, when he calls to Leia and Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah, it would be a good connecting piece. I, I mean, think. it would. I mean, this takes place years after the Obi Wan series, but it right. but it would it would it would establish the connection that they've been in contact, they've been talking. Um, so it would be great to see him. He doesn't have to be hanging out with them and, and hanging out at cantinas and stuff with them. But the fact that yeah, they're still in contact, I think, is a, is a good thing. Yeah. So that could connect there. But obviously, the bigger thing, Mike, is is Andor. How do you think it'll connect, and how do you hope it connects? I don't think it's going to connect. At, at I all? think maybe well, leading into him we're not getting the rebellion. We're, we're getting K two at the end of or season two. Well, that connects. So that connects it. But I don't. I don't think we're going to. Wind up on uh, like I don't think it's gonna like it'll the way it ends will be him going to meet Tivik on no 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 I don't think it's the gonna, Ring of I don't think it'll connect in that way but what more so what I mean is connecting oh in, it's well what, it's what, him what, that's what in I mean. the rebellion so when he mentions when he mentions I've been in this thing since I was six yeah connecting it that way by like are we gonna see him when he's six are we gonna see I think this will be a new say? story showing showing him like a spy mission yeah growing into the rebellion I don't yeah. think it's gonna tie to. Because they don't know about the Death Star at that point. They don't. No, or he doesn't know about no, that. No, because no, I think this we is going to be character that. building that's going to enhance Rogue One for yeah. him. Well, yeah. So, th- so then it would connect. Yeah, but everything connects. It's Star Wars, so it all connects. Yes, but I mean, like into this particular show, this is mean, a character that's established in Rogue One, so it yeah. has to connect. But what I want to see, the, but way of the character, the connecting. I should more so say not will it connect as far as more more so of how it will connect. And I think okay. that the how it will connect is that when we see, what we cannot see, like the big question and argument that we always have with people for Solo is whether or not you felt that Alden Ironreich was Han right. Solo and other people well, yeah, he eventually transitioned into right. that character. What we do know is by the end of this show he has to, Andor, has to be a hardened dude yes. who can will, He needs will to be this the same way because he's been doing this since he's been sick so Anger. he ain't changing no. in the middle of this. He's not a guy about change of heart and go no, I'm, right. I lost all of my life and now I'm going to suddenly be this hard badass. No, he's grown he's, up, and this is going to be... He's grown up in war. Yeah, he is going to be I think the it same will take guy, time, I think, throughout though. the series. I think we'll see him questioning a lot of the decisions in the beginning, especially... Maybe it shows him becoming more ruthless. Like, yes. he killed that guy. He's like, oh, that's, we're not going to get here. We'll get out yeah. of here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what that's I what think. I think we'll see him become ruthless. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I want, at the end, we know he's got to get more ruthless. But Steph, yeah. you're saying... Yeah, I think that we're going to see a character arc of him becoming the person that we opened up in the scene where he shoots a guy in the back when right. he kind didn't need to necessarily yeah. and did it anyways. But I think a lot of it will be the moments, like each will probably put him in scenes in every episode that question his conscience and his decisions and his uh, allegiance to the rebellion. Yeah. And then I also think that um, they're going to take the best parts, I believe, of Rogue One and use that same kind of style in this show because yeah. it would okay. work, and that's what worked with, with the movie. I agree. All right, look, that was Rogue One. We had a great uh, conversation here talking about Rogue One. I had a lot of fun talking about Rogue One and watching yeah. Rogue One. We'll be doing this rewatch series. You, yeah. you can tell the energy of our shows when we all love, love a film. Movie. Yeah, it's, inter- it's so interesting. Yeah. It's we, amazing. Because it went so fast, too. Like, I'm, yeah. very, I'm very curious now with Andres joining us to see what this Last Jedi panel is. Yeah. I cannot. It's going to be a good That's one. why I think it's crucial to have him on here. Absolutely. I don't, I, I really, I don't want to just sit here and talk about all the things no. that we don't I like. I can talk about because, good things in because it. Because I actually do get fascinated when I talk to Ken and I talk to um, Andres. And because they have, yeah. and, and Rachel Cushing, like, yeah. they, have this, they have this love for the movie. Yeah. I don't understand it. 
but I like to but I like to hear it right and I never would and I never would attack them for no, it yeah. no. but to be able to have that conversation with him when we are talking about it because yeah. like I said I was talking to when I had Griffin Newman on big thing I had a very different relationship with that movie like when I from from the first and second time I saw it last Jedi yes Rogue One to me is the opposite of last Jedi the, when I first saw last Jedi I was confused by it. I didn't know what to. Then I then I convinced myself the second time I saw it. I'm like, no, this is a, it's a really good film, and it is a well made film. It's just not a good Star Wars movie, coming from me. Solo. Um, no, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Okay. So watch, and then every time I want, then I watched it with my daughter. I liked it less. I watched it with my wife. Oh, I, liked I see. It less. Okay. I, I like it less and less every time I watch it. Yeah. Rogue One is the opposite. Yeah. Rogue One. The first time I saw it, I was like, it was good. I watched it the second time. I'm like, it was really good, and I'm, every time I watch it, I'm like, like, I watched. Yeah, I was sitting here by myself before you guys came in. I'm like, and I like a geek going, this movie is awesome. Yeah. This movie is awesome. I love. Yeah, I I enjoyed it the first time. I was like, that's really good. Yeah, I really liked Force Awakens when I saw it, so I was coming a little bit down with with. Like, but the more I watched show you this ass. movie, she just Kate Mulligan just worked on the window, and it the was more, really amazing. I yeah. see Rogue One. Uh, this so did great. I. It was Kate's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moons. Yeah. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us here. Thank you for joining us. Today. Uh, really appreciate it. Make sure, if you didn't know already, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, very helpful to the show. We get great sponsors like Headspace because of you guys, but you have to download it. Download the episodes. Even if you are watching on YouTube and you're commenting, please download uh, the and follow us on whatever podcast platform that you enjoy your podcast from. Don't forget, check us out in New York. We're going to be there. We'd love to see you. Um, and then next week is is episode four. Very excited to watch New Hope. Oh we're going to be doing that. I mean, we're, Mike's talking about the enthusiasm. Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. We're talking about the enthusiasm <laughs> of this. I mean, I think you're going to get that for at least the next um, the next three episodes for sure after this. It's going to be pretty massive as the OT, OT is coming in hot. Um, all right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you to Steph Sabra. Thank you to Mike Kalinowski. You're welcome. You're welcome. We'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Peace out. I can